The following was recorded in front of a live studio audience at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. This is the United Podcast Network. The following program is closed captioned for the thinking impaired. By tomorrow, I will rule the world! You think he's gone? He's not gone. That's the whole point. He's never gone. Is this some radical new therapy? You see? Well, I must have been paying attention. This is latest information if you want it. As of April 1st. Do you think that she could repeat the question? What? You want me to post it? Yeah, sure. Three more seconds, Sam. A lot of technical difficulties today because Facebook decided they were going to change their format and their software. It's always awesome. All righty. I guess we should start this shindig. What do you think there, Ben? It's Ben, right? Well, I actually got it right. That should be 10 points for me. Look, I remember my own name from day to day. Hi, how you guys doing? My name's Tom Duggan here at the Paying Attention Podcast, high atop two guys smoke shop at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. And uh, once a month today, we have um, we have the mayor. If you could pull me up and pull that down a little bit, which will reverberate. And... So every every month at the beginning of the month, uh, the first Thursday of the month here in the Paying Attention Podcast, we have Methuen Mayor Neil Perry with us to do the Methuen Mayor Report. Uh, much to the chagrin of many from what I hear, and that actually delights me quite a bit. Um, also with me today is a very good friend. She's a sponsor. She always supports everything that we do. She gives us money for our scholarships at the Bash every year. Uh, she supports us with the homeless. She she really does so much behind the scenes most people don't know. Uh, she is Lisa Williams from AFC Urgent Care Methuen in North Andover. Thanks for being here, Lisa. We love, we love Lisa. We love Lisa. Thank you for having me. In fact, if I had my way, I would have told Neil to stay home today and <laughs> go worry about his COVID-19 hysteria, and it would have just been me and her. Oh, here we go. Hysteria. Here we go. Here we well, go. Just so you know, for the record, Lisa's with me. I'm sure she right? is. Yeah. There's no hysteria here. Okay. Everybody's believing it except for a certain uh, irreverent journalist. So what is it that you say? think that I'm not believing? Because I love the assumptions people make when I call this hysteria. Well, it's it's... It's not hysteria. I mean, you, you know, I, I don't think you're taking it seriously enough if you call it hysteria because the bottom line is, um, you know, we haven't seen anything like this since 1918, right? That's really what it comes down to. And so without the precautions that we'd be taking that you call hysteria, um, the impact and the people infected and the deaths would be much higher. And so everything we're doing is not preventing the virus from getting to people. It's slowing the pace and allowing our medical systems to deal with it. And the term that we use is flatten the curve, right, Lisa? Flatten, flatten the curve. The curve so, your, right. so your medical... Uh, You've got all the terms down. It's so, it's so cute. <laughs> I, like You're I said before the, the show, you better behave yourself while I got try. these gloves on. I'm going to try. Right? Because uh, uh, even, so, so even the MPD with their crack ability to solve crimes, would not find any fingerprints, just so you know. So just so that people know, I've been getting a lot of crap for this on Facebook over the last couple of days. Well deserved. Uh, well, so you say. Um, what, here's what's funny is he and I agree on like almost nothing <laughs> half the time, yeah. and yet I'm constantly called like his, his mouthpiece, yeah, his, the, his apologist. Yeah, the buddy. I always yeah. just agree with everything that he says, yeah. right? I'm a big, this big sycophant. Well, we were actually, we were actually um, 
role models. Now, let me say, I'm not, so you Minus can, the cigarettes? Well, yeah, yeah well, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. But you can agree to disagree and not be, um, you don't have to be, you Disagreeable. Know, bitter enemies. Right, right, yeah. You don't have to duke it out all the time. Right. So many of the things like that you that. and I think agree are very disagree. different. We agree right. to disagree on a lot of things. But and it and is the poor okay. mayor, and the, you know, I'm the only person in the world who every single friend I have has to defend everything I say on Facebook. Yeah. This poor guy and his staff get inundated. Every, every time I post something on Facebook, <laughs> if I said I don't like trees, they'd get phone calls. How can you be friends with him? You need to sever your ties with Duggan. But you know, when I say the media hysteria, I'm not, I'm not, well, here's what I'm not saying. I'm not saying what everybody's assuming I'm saying. I'm not saying it's not serious. I'm not saying it's not real. What I am saying is that we have 320 million people in America and 0.000861% of the people who have gotten this virus in America have died. Yeah. So is it serious? Yes, it's obviously serious. It's a new disease. It's a new virus. It's, it's, yeah. it's touching a lot of people. It's overwhelming our hospitals in certain areas in the country where there's a lot of density like New York. But is it serious enough that we're supposed to close the entire country down? Yeah. That's my problem. So, I put so on me, CNN and it's COVID-19, seven days. You yeah. would think nothing else is going in the world. Nobody got well, shot in Chicago. No missing kids in Los Angeles. It's just 24-7 COVID-19. Well, if you, watch, if you watch my show, which is a competitor probably. Um, yeah. You know, Thanks for that, by the way. You're welcome. Anytime. He, he promises to come on my show. I'm thinking, well, I'm going to get this exclusive. And then he's on every single day. He's on TV on another no, it's station. It's Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Oh, yeah. Just um, three days a week. Yeah. yeah. Um, so let me let me shoot holes in your math argument, and, and I'll get. So one of the one of the things that I did when I was running for office that was the least successful thing is I talked about uh, my training as a Six Sigma black belt, and my That's campaign impressive. team. Yeah, my yeah. Can, yeah, it's not this kind of black belt though. It's it's uh, it's it's a trained consultant, and math enters into it. And the point I'm going to make, I, I think you'll, even you'll appreciate. So. Um, I kept saying it to crowds, and my campaign team finally said, hey, if you want to be mayor, lose the Six Sigma talk because people aren't getting them. Um, so I did. Uh, but I would say this to you. Um, Six Sigma teaches you that you, um, you look at everything from a, a factual perspective, and one of the things that they, they teach you is you know, you're looking for things in the 99th uh, percentile. You're looking for data of that. And that's all well and good, like your point, until you're somebody who's in the one percentile. And so an example of that is when you're on, if you're getting on an airplane to fly someplace, you don't want to be the 0.001% of people that get killed in a plane crash every year. When you're going in for surgery. But that's an emotional are, argument. Well, but, but it's still statistical is my point to you. You're right? supposed to be the facts and data guy. I am. I'm using facts and, and data to facts, refute your argument. And, and the facts say 320 million people. <laughs> yeah. 2,000-something yeah. have died from this, supposedly, that we that they say have died from this. We'll just take them at their word for the sake of this discussion. And yet, that represents 0.0861% of the population. So, again, I'm not saying it's not... They're publishing names now of people. So, the, you know, they had a young man from Boston who was really from Alabama, mm -hmm. passed uh, the other day, 31 years old, right? And if you look at the statistics that we publish in one. Age indiscriminate, right? right. So I, I would tell you- How many you, cases in Methuen as of right now? Um, well, uh, so we get the update at, at, at 3.30 every day. Okay. So we, we had to start snapping a line. I can tell you we were, uh, I think it was 63 yesterday. I think we're going to be in the 70s today. Okay. And um, how many deaths? 
So none yet, but you, you know, oh, you keep oh, going oh, to that. Oh, oh, so thank God for that. I mean, I agree. So thank God for the medical professionals. Thank I God agree. for AFC Urgent Care. You know, that doesn't mean there won't be one. Right. So to caring parent who's probably watching out there who who took up my argument yeah, with you because I went to if bed. I, if I say the sky is blue, she disagrees with me. Well, I, I want to tell you, Carrie did a good job picking up for me because I went nighty-night because yeah. I can't stay up as late as you can. Yeah. Um, Carrie did a good job doing the debate with you, yeah. right? So it's not about the number of deaths. We should not be, you know, there's not a badge of honor in losing people. Right. This is nobody's fault. It's everywhere. So I'm wearing the saving court. people. It, it, correct. Right. It's saving people. So I guess here's my position. My position is that it's hysteria because the media and and our local officials. No 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 offense, but yourself included. Yeah. Every day come out with no offense taken. Fifty-seven new cases, a hundred new cases, three hundred yeah. new cases, but they don't put it into context. They don't say a hundred new cases, but only two have died, and so people are freaking out. They're scared. They're petrified that if they get this, they're going to die. That if they get this, this is going to be the end of their family. And what I'm saying is, if we just put it in perspective for people and say, yes, there are sixty-three cases or seventy-three cases, but zero have died and sixty-two of them have already recovered, and just give them the actual perspective, there will be less fear. And well, people will have a little bit more hope that we're going to be able to get through well, we this. Plan, so, I, I, so part of your argument I agree with, part of it I disagree with. So uh, we plan on publishing the number of people who recover. Okay. It's not going to be as quick a number. So it, it takes two weeks. Yeah. Uh, even for people that are quarantined, you're in a 14-day period at a minimum. Mm-hmm. And if they get symptoms, it's probably longer than that, Right. So it's a very fluid situation. We do intend to, and, and um, you know, what I've said to the residents of Bethune is, you, you, you know, the news is much different than it was when I'm a, I was a kid. Right. When I was a kid, it was just, okay, here's what happened. Right. Right. Today, it's hysteria. Now, and, and no matter what your political spectrum is, whatever channel you're watching, it's a story, mm-hmm. right? And the story, so um, we talked about, you know, um, and you were with me yesterday yes. talking about the uh, mental well-being of our youth, not letting them constantly see that opening barrage in the news and focusing on the fact that – so we are going to talk about uh, recoveries. We just have to wait for it to happen, right? And so, um, But in the meantime, you could just add the context of zero deaths so far. Zero deaths. Yeah. Lawrence is freaking out because I think as of yesterday they had 173 or 183 cases. And that's horrible. They do? Yeah, because Lawrence screwed up bad. Lawrence, the Lawrence mayor shut everything down except for the, those buses, the shuttle buses that go back and forth to, to New York every day. So there's like 30 shuttle buses that go back and forth from Lawrence to New York every single day. And he shut down all the restaurants and he shut down all everything that's not essential services. Called in the National Guard but forgot about the transportation companies that yeah. are bringing people in from New York. But you know what they're not doing is they're not saying, yes, there's 173 confirmed cases in Lawrence and zero or one or two or whatever the number is, number of deaths. And so people like me, like my job in the media is to not just stand in line and follow everybody and just agree with everything everybody says. It's to yeah. question things I, and, I say, and say, hey, wait a minute. You know, we're not doing this right. But uh, so, so first of all – Which is why I'm I'll, glad I'll, Lisa's I'll, here because we're okay. going to talk about some yeah, of the matters. I'll, yes. I'll push you over the edge before yeah. you talk to Lisa. Okay. So. Yeah. Um, First and foremost, I'm not going to criticize Mayor Rivera because he and I have been in, in uh, pretty regular contact along with uh, Mayor Fiorentini. I'm kind of mesmerized by the I know. I, I saw that. Yeah. yeah. I should um, wear gloves. You should. You I should didn't want to open up the box. I <laughs> listen to these two. I'm the these most. These are like sacred. I, I'm, I'm, listen, I'm <laughs> the most. Listen to these two. I'm the most susceptible of anybody on the planet of this thing. I've got an autoimmune disease called ankylosing spondylitis. I, I gave you a mask. I've been afraid to leave my house for the last three weeks. Yeah. I told and every, you not to. And everybody's <laughs> telling me how I'm minimizing 
using it, and I'm wait not. A, wait a minute, wait a minute. You've been afraid to leave your house. Well, I'm not afraid. I just want to say I've been going into work every day yep. because the city government should function. Did so. you show up at my poker game? Uh, no, no. Thank you very much. Well, because you're a germ carrier. Are, um, so I started rats. saying. Um, uh, I'm not going to criticize Mayor Rivera because uh, this is an extremely fluid situation. And situations are happening every single day, by the hour, as Lisa yeah. will tell you, that we kind of have to adjust to. And the things that we haven't seen. So there's no standardized playbook. Mm-hmm. And I say that categorically. I've made mistakes. Mm-hmm. Um, but, um, y- you know. We've you, never you, experienced something like this. You haven't. You haven't. This is, this is you know, the. the you know, for the kids in the I audience, to, you, this be, is you're experiencing history. Here. I hate to be the naysayer here. I really yeah. do. I, I really don't want to be the contrary. Oh, you do. You want to be the sports you radio like guy because you want. We love you, you wanna, but you, you like go. to do the shock factor. Yeah, right? yeah. So yeah, now yeah. shock us. What well, are you say? I don't know. I don't know if I love them. I like them. Yeah. <laughs> we lost more people in the opioid crisis from people sneaking a substance called fentanyl into this country from China and Mexico through, through Mexico from China over the last two years than died in the Vietnam War, and we didn't shut down the country. We've had 2,000 out of 320 million people die from a flu virus. Tom, the estimates are And we are shut down the country. So uh, no matter who you are or what you believe in, that Dr. Fauci, yeah. he's, he's the guy. You think so? I do. I, I believe that guy. And he's saying we could have close to 100,000 deaths in the, the country. So why... And, and he's doing that. He's saying that so that people will, you know, the good weather is coming. Mm-hmm. People, we, we're human beings. We love to get together. Mm-hmm. We love to celebrate. We love to party. You know, the bash and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. But we, which will go on, by the way. Well, uh, once, once the yeah, once this is left, yeah. So, um, you know, I think they're doing that for all the good reasons. If 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 the hundred thousand deaths that could have been becomes. 10,000 nationwide, that's a good thing in my book, right? Because the the protocols that we put in place, whether it's, you know, 10 people in a store at a time or 100 people in the grocery store at a time, those are good things that are helping preventing the but, spread but, of the disease. But don't misunderstand when I say hysteria that I'm saying that people like you who are trying to save people's lives, people like Lisa who are trying to save people's lives are doing it for no reason. What I'm saying is I see 24-7, I put on CNN last night, yeah. and there's Fredo. Who apparently now has the coronavirus? Uh-oh. Now you know uh, uh, Andrew. Cuomo, he doesn't like it when you call him. He doesn't Fredo. like that. Yeah. No. But but there's Fredo, and he's and he's he's broadcasting from his basement, and he looks the picture of health, and he's doing interviews with people while he's got corona coronavirus. At the same time, telling people how deadly it is, and everybody yeah. needs to bunker in their closet and don't kiss your mom, and and so I'm looking at this and I'm saying, look, but but what I'm watching doesn't comport with what he's telling me. Yeah. He looks perfectly fine. He's in his basement. He's not on a respirator, right? Nobody's calling for emergency services for him. He's doing an interview live on CNN while he has the coronavirus, and yet we're being told that this thing is going to kill everybody. Yeah. I mean, that's what we're being, we're being – Fox News is no better. It's, one, one American Network's no better. They're all in this hysteria mode, as they do with everything. They did the same thing with Russian collusion. They did the same thing with the last election. Everything that happens, the media hypes it. And so all I'm trying to do is, again – Are you suggesting there's a political bent here? Yes, of course there is. Absolutely. There's, yeah, everything, there's gonna, a political gonna, bent to everything the media does. Okay, just for the people of Methuen, I'm going to strongly disagree with oh, that. Oh, well, of course you are. Right? They're bringing ref- that gets you votes. No, it doesn't. Uh, they're bringing refrigerated trucks into New York to stack the dead bodies, mm-hmm. yeah. right? That's that's fact. That's not you know that's not politics. No matter whether you support Republican or Democrat, you got to put that aside for this virus. We as a country reacted too slow to it. 
and now we're trying to make up ground. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, we've got all these things that we're trying to do to increase it. So the people from Methuen that are, are listening, pay no attention to this man, please. Stay in your homes. Keep your social distance, right? Uh, use the parks. I'll leave them open as long as I can. Just don't gather in groups, right? You, you want to slow down the spread of the disease. Um, the experts are telling us that sometime around April 15th or after, there'll be a there'll start to be a peak. peak yeah. And we might be a little bit after that, but... Um, we want to flatten the curve. These are dangerous so we, times, so yes, flatten the curve, right? We don't want to be Italy. <laughs> exactly. We don't want to be Italy. Right? But you keep saying don't listen to me, but you yeah. actually kind of agree with me, uh, right? How's that? Because I'm—I I mean, I don't believe it's a political. I don't believe. I think people. Any I think people are making. I think people are making politics out of yeah. it, which is a separate issue. But the media itself is doing what they do in every single story that happens. They're, they've got people frightened to death. Yeah, and if all I you do, do, I do if all, think people are are frightened. I do think um, I'm frightened. Aren't you frightened? Yeah, yeah I mean, yeah. I mean, but I think. Um, there's drama and, mm-hmm. and we love drama. We love to watch drama and look at all the shows that we love to watch, Correct. right? It's all about drama. That's just the society we live in. Mm-hmm. But well, right, that, that goes so back to again, what I said about the news, right. right? It doesn't make me wrong. That yeah. actually makes the me news right. Is, well, it, it makes you partially right. It doesn't make you... So we're gonna See, he disc- can never admit that I'm totally right. <laughs> it's always going to be he's kind of right. He's a little right. He's 40% yeah. right. Oh my God, you're like a married couple. <laughs> Tom, Tom, Tom Duggan in the minefield. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Again, I'm I'm one of the most vulnerable people to this. Yeah, I smoke. You should protect. I have you should anko- stop smoking. I have ankylosing spondylitis. We'll I do have, that next. Month. I have other issues, and so if anybody's going to get it, it's going to be me. And I'm not taking. I'm not out. I'm not out there taking crazy chances. Uh, we went. We fed the homeless last night with TMF, and we put up food in bags and pizza on a table, and one by one they could go pick it up and so they could go eat somewhere else. So you're considered like. High risk. I'm a high risk person. You are a high risk, and person. yet I'm the guy sitting here saying that this really there's a lot of hysteria going on. Yes, it's serious. I'll say it again because people aren't going to listen because they don't want to hear it. Yes, it's serious. This is Tom Duggan saying yes, it's serious. Yes, you should take it seriously. However, don't buy into the hype. I want an argument of can of. Oh, but no, we've been saying the same thing all along. We've just been using different words. But don't buy into the hype of CNN and the media that we're all going to die because this Fredo last night on channel on CNN and he looks at the picture of health while he's interviewing. Viewing people, and he's got it. Yeah, but I've, I've I, so, uh, and I want to be careful here. So, there's some people that walk into the hospital mm-hmm. with it, and four days later, they're dead, mm-hmm. right? So, the disease, the virus is progressive and it's serious, right? And so, the point we're all trying to make it I attacks think, everyone differently, it, it does, yeah. right? So, you got to be careful. Right. So, and uh, everybody's immune system is different. So let's let's talk about that. We brought Lisa in from AFC Urgent Care. Yeah, um, because that was in case either you or I went down. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. First of all, I'm not a physician. I'm not a provider. You know, oh, I'm I'm what just the heck? <laughs> I'm, next. I'm just the owner. So I mean, I can't take credit for anything. But talk about what you at AFC Urgent Care has been doing. By the way, out of your own pocket, I don't think people realize that. Um, what you're doing out of your own pocket to try and test people, and what does this involve? Talk about the stress on your on your staff because they have to deal with all of this every day and they are at risk of exposure. So we every day we do curbside testing. Now I have to say that stuff changes every day. Um, supplies are very limited um, because we are not a huge organization. Um, supplies go from the U.S. government to the Department of Public Health. Um, I do have a lot of elective officials. 
Um, Linda Dean Campbell actually reached out to me today to ask if she could help with supplies. Uh, Diana Desaglio, who, as you know, is amazing. She's mm-hmm. been extremely helpful. Um, she's great at every single thing she does. Isn't it amazing? She is. But, she's know, like a juggernaut. But, the best. Yeah. Um, but, but everybody has been um, extremely helpful. Um, so that's how we get our supplies. We actually have someone, um, his name is Austin. <laughs> I don't know what his last name is. But I call, he's uh, kind of a mediator between mm-hmm. us and DPH. And I call him every week and I, I beg him for supplies. <laughs> so as, as an urgent care, yeah. you're, you're getting people really, you're really on the front lines. Because before they go to the right. hospital, they're coming to you to see if they, if they can get the test. So... Um, I'm not on the front lines, and I don't want to take credit for taking care of patients. These are my providers. These are my healthcare workers who are. When I say you, I mean AFC. Right, right, right. Um, and my staff would probably laugh and say, "At least it does not take care of patients." <laughs> So I need to give him the, all the credit. Thing. Right. So every day in Methuen, we are doing curbside testing. Um, and that is uh, patients have to call ahead of time. They call the center and um, they are triaged to make sure that they are appropriate. And we need to make sure that we are saving the test for someone who is appropriate um, as much as we'd love to um, be in like Taiwan who tested everyone. We, we just don't have those resources. Some countries actually did a really good job of mm-hmm. preparing everyone. Um, but we do, um, drive through testing on the weekend. We're actually doing a drive through testing on, um, I know. Thank you, mayor. You're welcome. The mayor was, actually we're thrilled to have it. you as a partner. We are. Yeah. So take some credit because you deserve a lot of she it. Because you're, you're in that meeting yesterday, yeah. yep. and we were kind of pushing to get it done. That was a meeting I didn't know about. Oh, well, really? that was intentional. So uh, if, um, so actually, right now today, we are actually screening people. Um, if you feel that you are appropriate, if you have a fever, a cough, a difficulty breathing, um, call seven eight one. Four three zero eight one six one, and you will speak to a healthcare provider who will screen you, who will let you know whether or not you're appropriate um, to come on Saturday for. Right. Uh, so now, what happens? People screened. people drive up this, this curbside thing. They've been approved, right? So they show let me, up. Let me stop you for one second. I want to clarify. So so there we're running. Uh, AFC Urgent Care is running a drive-through testing Saturday, Saturday. at their Merrimack Street location in Methuen. Mm-hmm. Um, we're putting a police detail there because it's only if you've called that number and you've been authorized yeah. to come for it, right? So uh, I want to just say publicly, it, don't don't drive down if you haven't done that, right? Yep. So the time to do that is today and tomorrow. Today and tomorrow, yes. Right? So we need to call. Go ahead. Sorry, Andrew. No, no. I mean, that is... So, no, so people drive up, right? They, they call. They get approved. They show up tomorrow. They drive Saturday. up. Saturday. So, oh, oh, Saturday. I'm sorry. Yeah. My days... I don't sleep, so my days yeah. all go into each other. <laughs> um and Saturday, they, they drive up, and what happens? They pull up, and somebody comes over to their, their car window and hands them something? Or? So um, they actually are, um, if, they're, if they're screened and they're qualified, they will actually get um, something that says that they're approved. As soon as they get there, they will show the police officer, actually, who's going to be there doing the detail. We actually have four police mm-hmm. officers. Um, and the first thing, they they will be triaged by someone um I don't have the map in front yeah, of me. Yeah, I've actually seen the map. I'm trying to help you. <laughs> I think of the so, map. So they're going to pull off yep. uh, Merrimack Street. They're going to line up uh, and come to the back. And they'll there's uh, three different stations where kind of a quasi triage happens, right? Yep. Depending upon 
uh, severity of the case and what they need, yeah. right? And so we have, uh, it's funny you say that because while you were talking, I'm thinking the same thing. I'm looking at the map, like, like, where's the map? that Tom sent me <laughs> yeah. right at the end of the meeting and, and Dave showed us. So it, it's literally, um, and uh, we, can, we can get somebody back in my office to send it to you if you want, that it shows literally how you pull through and there's multiple triage stations. And, and a lot of it, to Lisa's point, depends upon um, what your symptoms are and how severe they yeah. are, right? And so then that's it. So they, they get, when do they get the test back? So that all depends on basically the lab and how backed up they are. It can be anywhere between, you know, three to five days to ten days. Okay. So let's say I go through, yeah. I get my test, and five days from now I get a phone call from somebody at AFC who says, yeah. geez, Tom, we got some bad news for Quarantine, you. Quarantine, 60 days. And that's just, it? Yeah. That's just for you. Oh, just for me. So, right. But no matter what, you have to be quarantined for 14 days. Okay. Even even if your test comes, that back doesn't mean negative. at a hospital. That means like at home at or home, wherever. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. depending depending upon your your conditions, yeah. right? Right. If they're really bad conditions, you might be sent to a hospital, yeah. right? But um, we have had uh, patients actually come in and they've been sent directly to the hospital. Correct. Now, have you had a problem, Lisa, with people working for you, your staff, your doctors, your nurses, um, because they're being exposed because they're doing these tests? Have any of your people been exposed? Um, no one. So we've had people quarantined, but we haven't had anybody test positive. And, and mayor, I understand yeah. that two, uh, firefighters, maybe, did I hear that right? Two firefighters no. were, uh, on quarantine because they were exposed. We've had 10. You've had 10. 10 firefighters quarantined. Wow. Uh, we're currently at seven quarantined. Um, so the number of ambulance runs are increasing and it's been some time, so a uh, big shout-out to Tim Sheehy and the Muthalman Fire Department. They've been doing a great job. They're gowning up on every call now. You have right? to. You have to. Yeah. And so, um, you know, some of these were we, – we've got some people I – can't, I can't do the math right off the top of my head, but we had some people that did a call on March uh, 17th or 18th, I think it was, in the early stages when things were starting yeah. up, and um, took somebody who did not appear to have symptoms, two, two first responders, and – Later on, get the results back that the patient tested positive, so those two get quarantined, gotcha. right? So we've had 10 quarantined at various points. I think we've had three or four come back. Um, so to your point, um, not everybody who's quarantined gets the virus, mm -hmm. um, and not everybody who gets the virus, you know, has as serious about as, as everybody does. But um, You could say dies. Uh, I don't want to get not, you going. Not, on that not again. everybody who gets the virus dies. That's correct. Okay. Not everybody who gets them, and, and that's a good thing, right? Yeah, and that's absolutely. based on a lot of the cautions that we're putting in. But um, so, and on the police side, um, uh, they've done a great job as well. Um, Joe and the team. Uh, we've only had one police officer quarantine thus far. I think awesome. that's the number. So, awesome. so you know, first responders uh, on the ambulance side, they are getting exposed to it. They're gowning up, like I said, for everything. And literally we're at the point. And to Lisa's point, you know, uh, one of the things that we talk to all the Methuen residents and to those outside of Methuen, uh, I'm sure they have the same uh, PPE, yeah. right? Uh, we, we need personal protective equipment. We need it. We need it, right? <laughs> yeah. And so, if you're a, a doctor or somebody who's closed, please consider donating it to AFC Urgent Care Absolutely. or the Methuen First Responders. We got our first shipment from uh, the state. The National Guard brought it in the uh, day before yesterday. Mm -hmm. So, we got masks and gloves. Um, getting the suits. Um, getting, you know, the N95 masks is, is really tough right now, but uh, we're starting to get there. Now, um, 
you have Holy Families in Methuen. Yeah. Have you sat down with the head of Holy Family to talk about what the real numbers are or what yeah. they say the real numbers are and, and what's yeah, so, going on? So great question. Um, not with the head. We, we have a Holy Family mm. representative who comes to our emergency management meeting every day okay. and reports on the status of Holy Family. But you're not and, talking to the big guy. Well, we're talking to the the person the big guy has us talked to. Okay. Um, and that's to stay on top of how many beds, um, you know, whether, you know, they need mm-hmm. uh, additional beds, you know, what the plan is. Uh, so that's all part of our emergency operations center. We run a daily 9 o'clock, and we talk to them about, you know, what the status is there. What and they- we're also, as a city, looking at uh, some other potentials. You know, what do we do in the event of overflow of the hospital? Right, what would we do? And we're looking at different properties. I don't want to go into you know where, but we've staked out uh, two or three properties that are potential for uh, backups if we need additional beds. Gotcha. So, but is that? Go ahead. I mean, it's just my ignorance, maybe. Yeah. Is is that in in the purview of the city of Methuen's? Yeah, great question. Mayor's office to like take a piece of property and Honestly, turn it into a hospital. So great, great, great question. I, I think it is in something like this. So. Um, you know, one it, one of the benefits of to invoking the state of emergency is gotcha. it gives me pretty broad powers, right? right. Um, and so um, I would say to you, if we're not doing it, who is? Right. And so when I say the, it's not just the mayor's office, right? So my my daily 9 o'clock emergency management meeting has every department head. So I've got community development there. I've got, um, you know, uh, the DPH representative, Amy Eumings there. We've got every everybody there. The tri- and we talk all aspects of it, financially and physically, right? So the physical part, where we are from a case, um, what are the numbers, you know, what's the impact, how are the police and fire first responders doing? We do that like a, a daily drumbeat, right, mm-hmm. to stay on top of it. But we also go into, um, you know, the other elements because as you look around, Lots of people losing their jobs, mm-hmm. right? And so what are we going to do? Um, how do we maintain a revenue inflow for the city but give some of the residents relief, right? And so those are the kind of topics that we go into and uh, we've been talking about. How do you do that? I mean, if people can't afford their yeah. their property taxes because they've now – maybe they didn't lose their job, but they're just not working yeah. yet, right? Yeah. What do you do? I mean, how do you how do you pay the cops? How do you pay the, so, the so great firefighters? So you know, we've, we've that's got a enough. great question. It is a great question. Thank so you. we've we've got money in the till right now. We, we I mean, I'm no Jessica, in. but no. you know, <laughs> for the record, I didn't say anything. Stop it. So um, <laughs> so um, you know, we are. I like what you said because if you talk to all my department heads, I, they would tell you that I've already started talking to them about you know the revenues are gonna at some point, start to shrink back, right? right, based on everything you said. So we have to carefully manage what we have for a budget and and uh, not even spend to what we thought we could, right, in many cases. And so to the residents of Bethune, we've been careful to say um, we were one of the people that kind of helped to influence for the state the, the desire to, with many other mayors, I should say, um, you know, not relax the excise and property tax just carte blanche. Having said that, we've told all our residents, if you if you got laid off and um, you you have an issue, call our treasurer collector's office and we'll, we're willing to work with you. Okay. We're going to waive penalties and interest. Um, but at the same time, we don't want to relax it um, entirely because I'll use excise tax as an example. Um, about 50% of our excise tax in the city of Methuen, some of which goes to the state, comes from leasing companies. 
So if they're not relaxing their terms on the residents of Bethune, at least, why would we relax on right, that? Right. And so that's one way to kind of, um, it may sound like micromanaging the revenue, but we're trying to do that in such a way sure. that we're uh, still bringing enough in to keep mm-hmm. the city operational. We've also gone to, um, you know, City Hall is pretty much closed down except by appointment. There aren't a lot of people in the building. We have a lot of people working remotely. The city council was very good to me. They gave me money to buy 20 laptops and uh, about 15K worth of supplies, which went in the blink of an eye, to be honest with you. Um, but we took those 20 laptops and we, we gave them to employees so that they could work from home, because they could do their job from home. Now, when you, when you, how's that working? It's, it's working pretty well. Yeah. So I, I can be honest with you, the, you know, uh, we were using WebEx for our daily remote yeah. meetings. We've switched to Zoom. How's Zoom going? It's going pretty well. You got to make sure you keep it private. I saw that in the news yesterday. You got to set up as a private meeting. I know. I, I just used it for the first time. Yeah. Um, my kids are using it now that they're all home from college. Uh, does it? Does it? Co- I'm using BeLive, and it's costing me money. Is Zoom costing you money? Well, it, it is. So I'm going to say I paid for it out of my pocket. Okay. Uh, so I, I bought 149 dollars as a. Pro- it's not a lot. I bought a professional account, and then uh, you know the employees in my office can use it to set up meetings. And so that's an easy way to do it. Um, We're probably going to pick up another one here shortly because we've got meetings on meetings. We, um, the city council and Chairman McCarty did uh, the first meeting, um, was it last week or the week before? Last week, yeah. Thursday night we did a a special session of city council. It was Zoom, but it was broadcast on MCTV. Right. I noticed that, by the way. Did you watch it? I did watch it. Because I got a lot of texts. I didn't get one from you that said, hey, what are you, a witness protection? Yeah, I know. I I was making verbal comments on my podcast. Uh, Well, I was talking, so I couldn't get up and put my light on. It looked like I was hiding. But, um, you know, I like it because it gives you kind of a Brady Bunch view of everybody. Okay. Right? You can look at it and you can see all the people that are in the meeting. Mm -hmm. And then what happens is on the TV – Literally, only the speaker comes up, okay. so you see the full frame. So, um, I think uh, you know one of the positives. I said this to the superintendent when she was on my show. Um, if we do this right, snow day should be a thing of the past. Right. I, I, I don't want to disappoint these kids, but you know, um, hey, you know, uh, we we've got the. So, if there's a positive that came out of this, uh, I think the technology we've all learned to do video conferencing a little bit better than sure. we did before. No, I think one of the things that this virus thing has done. Is that see? You'll notice I didn't use hysteria this time. Yeah, um, thank you. But one of the things that this virus has done is it has accelerated what we were on the path to doing anyway, mm-hmm. as far as doing more at home, doing more remotely, using the technology. Um, you know, you were on the show, I think, during the election, and you held up your phone and said, "By the time I take office, this phone will be obsolete." Right. And you were right because yeah. they came up with whatever the iPhone 10X yeah. or whatever yeah. it is. Um, so with all of that going on, I think it's, I mean, one of the, I think, I think one of the silver linings is like a crap one on Facebook the other day is that, you know, you're going to have kids learning at home and parents are going to be able to see more about what they're being taught. Yeah. And one of my concerns about public education, at least today is that a lot of these kids are being indoctrinated with political beliefs and not being, they're not being taught. Oh, here we go. Oh boy. <laughs> well, I, and so I, the, the, I mean, you're chairman of the school committee. You can't you know disagree what, with that. It yeah. all the, depends the on what the, part of the country that you're in. That's because true. Amen. this is, you know, the Northeast mm-hmm. and we are, of course, mm-hmm. very know, liberal, very liberal. So in my, my daughter goes to school in the South and she <laughs> actually tells me, Oh yeah, my yeah, God. Yeah. Some of the things that her yeah. professors say. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. So I, I would tell you that. Um, All depends. In my job, as you would understand, I get uh, exposure to parents on a regular basis, 
And uh, I would tell You're you You're extremely fortunate. <laughs> thank you. Uh, I think so. Um, and, and I, I want to say, you know, uh, I think the people in the city of Methuen are doing one hell of a job. I really do. The business owners, the, the residents, they are doing one hell of a job. But I tell you, um, the other thing I hear is a great admiration for the superintendent and for the teachers, right? Sometimes with a She's thing amazing. like this, when people are, have their kids at home, you begin to realize you know, just how hard teachers work. And mm-hmm. as somebody who started their career as a public school teacher, um, it, it's not an easy job. I'm, I'm gonna, you're, you're probably going to disagree with me. It's not an easy job. Um, and so I think, you know, an event like this, he's going to get whacked. Seriously. Uh, parents. I didn't say a word. Parents appreciate, well, you're, you're smirking. I'm holding point. back. Yeah, yeah. Well, so uh, I'm a big fan. So for the Methuen Public School teachers that are watching, for the program assistants, for the hourly personnel, there are, there for are the some- cafeteria workers. So a perfect example is Superintendent Kwong and the staff have uh, three school buses driving around delivering breakfast and lunch to as many kids in the city of Methuen as possible. That is outstanding and they are to be commended for that so um to me you know i keep saying when something like this happens you see the true character of people in a city you see the true character of a city and i'm pretty impressed that the city is pulling together i'm very impressed and i was very impressed when i watched the city council meeting that there was much less politics going on and much more getting work done going as it should be and and i saw that meeting that was the first one that you guys were using zoom and I thought, boy, if every meeting could be like this where they're holding back the cheap shots, they're just getting to the substance of what's going on, they're taking everything very serious, seriously, um, and everybody seems to at least want to be working together yeah. with each other, whether they like each other well, or not. Well, you're making my point, though. Crisis, crisis makes for good bedfellows. We're, we're, we're kind of aligned on a common mission. Right. And what happens when, when we don't have a situation like this, and, and I, I hope, you know um, – you know, the, it's sooner rather than later that this this pandemic ends. But um, you know, yeah, we were, we're all ba- human we were beings. We to run. <laughs> I wasn't thinking, of, but you know, people are people. We're all human beings. We're all filled with our own, uh, you know, insecurities, and, mm-hmm. and sometimes that drives our behaviors, uh, myself included. And so uh, you know, I think you know. I, I go back to what I said earlier. Tough stuff like this happens. You see the best of people. Right, and I, I think the some people rise to the occasion. Right. Amen. Yeah. No, no, and I agree. And you see, you saw it with any any disaster when uh, when LA had that big uh, yep. earthquake ten fifteen years ago. You know, you had. I remember they had a guy that pulled someone out from underneath uh, one of the uh, bridge collapses, risked his life, and then they found out later on that he was like this felon that had robbed thirty six banks. And I'm like, yeah, but why does that matter? In the moment, he did the right thing. Right. That's what we should be praising. Right. And when stuff like this happens. Whether it's whether the media drives the hysteria or not, which I really still believe and will continue to say that they are, I think they're purposely trying to scare people. Um, but, but that aside, we see an awful lot of people, whether it's the, the administrators at the Greater Lawrence Tech donating tons of food, yeah. whether it's the uh, – you get the Methuen Cares. Can yeah, we talk do. about that a little bit? Yeah, I'd love, cares. To. I'd love to. So, uh, And I don't want to take the full credit for it because, you know – Members of the team, so between Superintendent Kwong and Janet DiNatale and several others um, in City Hall, they came up with the idea. And I, I give a shout-out to The Loop. They gave us a store that was empty. Uh, we're in the avenue, which is over by the Marshalls at the far end of The Loop. Okay. And we've got volunteers who uh, uh, came over from the schools. Colleen McCarthy helped us get volunteers uh, who are manning this center at a safe distance, the Methuen Care Center. 
Um, and what we, is it? What, what, if I go there, what do so, I what do? So, I do? so, so it's food, at the loop. It's, yeah. it's at the loop in. It's at the loop in the far corner. So yeah. if you, it's down towards. Um, oh God! Don't get old. I'm having. A, what's the Italian? Well, the old mattress right? place used to be. It's that right, right where Marshalls is. Right, right there in the corner. Right, right. The macaroni grill. Yeah. Thank you. Okay. So, um, so uh, you I know, love the loop. I, yeah. So, um, you know, we have uh, two things. We have. Actually, three things being done out of there. So um, we have groups of uh, folks like Jamie Comerford. They're putting boxes together for families that need food, right? Mm-hmm. Canned food, pasta, etc. Uh, we've had some terrific things. Bethune Youth Soccer donated $500. Uh, so thank you, Danielle, if you're watching. Um, uh, Don Smiriglio from Borelli's. Love about, Don Smiriglio. He's the best. He's about to make a huge pasta donation tomorrow, right? He doesn't have to do that. Can you call so me people he, can just go in, drop no, off a check, or no, no. So, so how do you do that? So um, they call the number 978-609-1866. I haven't said it a lot, but I know it by heart. Yeah. Okay. 978-609-1866. You can call, and we will send somebody to pick it up from you, or you can go down to the loop, you knock on the door, you leave the bag there, and then the volunteers come out and, and take it in. Give me the number again. 978 one eight six six. So that's part one of what they're doing is, um, you know, uh, they're they're collecting food for families in Methuen. That's part A. Part B is out of a separate section. We've got uh, Randy Carter and the group have put together fourteen days worth of food for veterans and veterans' families. That would so, have been nice if he'd called me and told me. About well, that. he told me. So, I see, yeah. I see. so you see how this works. I know. All I right. know. So um, what's funny I, is every, people think that I know everything because I know you all should, you guys. You're, you're in the media. You're but, part of the hysteria. But, but nobody nobody calls me and tells me anything. I, I learn everything from Jessica on Facebook. So. Oh, stop. oh my god, he's such a baby. He is. He is. <laughs> yeah. Smack him right now, Lisa. Yeah, yeah baby. Use my gloves. Yeah, so baby. so um, uh, they have boxes they put together. Oh god, I'm, there's an actual program for Veterans Cares, and I can't think of the name. Sorry, Randy. Uh, but if Randy Carter's out there, he and some folks went down to the Cape with Max Lane of the Patriots, and they put together uh, hundreds of boxes that are, have 14 days worth of food in them, and they're in the back of uh, Methuen Cares. And that's you can call 978. Yep. That's for Methuen veterans only? Uh, yeah. Okay. So if you're a veteran from another community. I think you can probably get it from there yeah, if you're a veteran. Okay. So the upfront part is for Methuen residents. And then the third thing they're doing is uh, something I'm really proud of. So we're doing um, um, uh, an elders, you know, kind of a roll call, a check. So we've got people calling. Like a wellness check. Yeah, we got people doing wellness and checks that's for so over 60s. so important right now because yeah. they're so isolated. Yeah, they are. And so, um, you know, uh, Kareen LaCharity and the Senior Citizen Love Center Kareen. are doing a great job. They're doing a, a piece of it. We've got volunteers at the Methuen Care Center doing it. And the idea is um, if we run into seniors that need food, we take some of the food from the Methuen Care Center and drop it off at some of the seniors' homes. Fantastic. Right? And Kareen took part of her budget and bought some food and some supplies to share with the – and that's on top of the Meals for Wheels, right? Because my understanding yep. is the Meals on Wheels delivered like 14 days of frozen food to some of these folks. See all this positive So there's a lot right. of positive I'm, – I'm, yeah. I'm the one dragging it out. I'm the one, yeah. I'm, I'm the one publicizing it. it. So – uh, 978 Is that okay. what I give you? Yep. So, and you also, I understand, I know you, you don't like to, to, to tout your own horn, yeah. but you also, from what I understand, spent about 400 and something dollars sending food over to 
the nurses at Holy Family who were on the front line. Of I'm this. not going to talk about that. That was that was not from the city. Well, I was told I was told by people who worked there that yeah. they are very grateful that the mayor of Methuen thought enough of them to send some food over, and they Whatever. wanted they wanted me to thank you. Yeah, I've sent food to others as well too. So, mm-hmm. and, and honestly, I I, I I say you know I've been this is tough times, and I'm much like you, I'm a little older than you. So I'm an over 60. I'm in, um, I'm in a difficult category. I have diabetes and some other things. So I'm anxious about this. But I think... Um, High risk. You know, yeah. So I'm trying... <laughs> don't remind me. Um, so I'm trying to um, you know, show the people I'm doing that we're working at it every day. Um, and that it's not all bad news to your point. Um, mm-hmm. That you know, there's good things that can happen. And um, you know, we're, very, we're very thankful um, you know, your post last night about John for Bada Bing. Mm-hmm. He's, they're outstanding. Uh, I, Lisa's got to block her ears because I probably am starting to put on the freshman 15 because we're, we're um, you know, we're trying to do takeout as much as often mm-hmm. um, from City Hall, from any restaurant in Methuen that's open because it's, times are tough and, peop, you know, sales are down. So we understand that. We're trying to throw you some business out to our friends. You have to support your local you businesses. Do. There yeah. was the, a great, the ones that support you. There was a great program. The woman was on Tucker Carlson last night, and I promised when I saw it I was going to bring it up today because I think it's so amazing, where they've people have taken financial donations, used the financial donations to call local businesses food eateries and order food for police officers, nurses, EMTs. Yep. So they're helping the small businesses by using the donation to go to the local business and keep help keep them in business by ordering the food from them and have then having them deliver it to. Yep. Um, and yep. I, I'd love to see something like that in the Merrimack Valley because yep. there are so many businesses. Yeah. Um, so you just remind me. So um, there's a resident throwing. God, it stinks to get old. Uh, you forget the I name. Know. So to the individual watching, he's going to probably be on your Facebook feed, and he should be. He created a uh, site called Just Eat Local. Okay. Uh, and we actually put the link on the City of Methuen homepage. And if you go there, you can see the restaurants that are still open. Mm-hmm. And it's not limited just to Methuen ones. It's Lawrence, it's Andover, it's North Andover. So go to Just Eat Local. Get out there and, and patronize these places. Uh, I Before I came here, my lunch was a beautiful roast beef sandwich from Royal. Nice. It was outstanding. Royal House of Roast Beef, those people are the, some of the most amazing people in, the, in the Merrimack Valley. They are. They are so awesome. They do so much Where for just it? like Lisa. Um, uh, Lowell Street. Yeah, it's on uh, in West Methuen next to the old Jackson's. Yeah. Oh. Jackson's Restaurant. Yep. Um, and, you and date yourself by calling. Right, yeah, and yeah. I'm an old man myself. Uh, but I, I, I love the food there. I go yep. there all the time. I give them free ads. Every chance yep. I get, I give them free ads just because I know what they yep. do for the community. I've eaten there. I've eaten at Chris's Pizza. I eat at uh, Borelli's, obviously. I, you know, if, if Don Smarigo ever goes public, I've got to buy the stock because I buy a lot of stuff there. Um, you know, you got Tripoli's open for pizza. Mm-hmm. Um, they're on House Street out by me, and you can call ahead. So they strictly enforce the House Street, the number of people in the store. If you call Tripoli and order ahead, they've got people outside checking with you, and they'll get your order and bring oh, it to great. you. that's great. So it's pretty cool. That's so great. people are trying to do the right thing. But go to the City of Methuen website, Just Eat Local. There's a link there. Um, and for the gentleman that created it with his wife, I apologize. I'm having a senior moment. I can't remember your name. But outstanding job, and uh, get out there and eat from these places, and let's keep going And we business. want to encourage people, if you want to help in some way, call a local food place, a local, a local sub shop, a local pizza place, order food, and have it sent to the nurses and the doctors yeah. at Lawrence General, yeah. at Holy Family, yep. the EMTs. The EMTs always get yeah. forgotten, yep. so don't forget the EMTs. 
you know, the police officers, the firefighters that are out there. Yeah. Um, before we go go forward, I want to thank our sponsors, McLennan Real Estate. We love Matt and we love Janet and Janet, we love Sam and all those guys. And, Alan. And, yeah. and, and we hope that they're still selling houses during all of this. Um, at, at least, you know, something good in the real estate market. Uh, one, one, one facet of the economy hopefully won't crash. AFC Urgent Care, Lisa Williams, who is with us. We're going to give us a little bit more time. We love Lisa. Thank you. Uh, if only she wasn't married. Um, <laughs> Marcin, Marcin and Son Construction. Mar- Always inappropriate. Yeah. <laughs> Always. Consistently inappropriate. But that's why people tune yeah. in. They yeah. want to hear what he's going to say next. Yeah. Uh, Ron Marcin and Son. It's not Ron Marcin and Sons. He's only got one son. For a while later, I had sons for some reason on the on the front, and yeah. we had to. Uh, but if you need uh, somebody to come in and check your uh, check your roof, you know they'll social distance. They'll do what they're supposed to do. <laughs> they'll they'll come in and they'll take care of your roof. They'll take care of your deck, whatever they need to do. The Methuen Police Superior Officers Union Climate Designs. This is a great time to call Climate Designs. Everybody is worried about you know catching this virus, and you know all of these businesses that have HVAC systems. That virus could get up into the into the venting. You might want to call them and have them clean out your vents, clean out your HVAC system. That's this would be a good idea. time to call Nina at uh, Climate Designs. Borelli's Deli, which is where I get my, my lunches at least two or three times a week. And they're not paying for it, but we love to give a free ad because eventually we want them to spend money with us. And eventually I'm going to get them to JG's Ice Cream. Uh, eventually we're going to get them back on board. And JG's is on DoorDash. They're open. You can get ice cream delivered via DoorDash. Isn't that amazing? You've turned into a college kid. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I use DoorDash. Well, I got to tell you, Lisa. So um, I don't have, you know, uh, I'm not addicted to lots of things that are, you know, I'm a carb guy. That's hence mm-hmm. the diabetes. But um, so cake, cookies, mm. I could pass those by. Yeah. Ice cream, yeah. a little bit of a different story. A good hot fudge Sunday. You the, can't turn that well, down. Well, no, not hot fudge Sunday. JG's makes chocolate marshmallow ice cream. Oh. And as Joe and Rich can tell you, ooh, even when I was on the campaign trail, I'd stop in for a chocolate marshmallow. Yeah. It was awesome. Yeah, awesome. I, I, even, I even give them free ads in the Valley Patriot every month. I don't even yeah. know if they see it. I don't even care. I just yeah. want to help them out because they're good guys. Yeah, good um, guys. Lisa, you're you're on the front lines of this, and I know you say, "Well, I'm only the owner, and we have you have your staff and stuff," but you still have money that you're taking out of your pocket to make this happen. You're doing this with no copay. I understand, right? So we're not taking a copay. We take um, all insurances, but if people don't have insurance, we're still um, testing them. Okay. And and how taxing is that on your facility, given that other people are going to be coming in with chest pains or with some other thing that has nothing to do with COVID? Their the kid is sick. Their, their grandmother's sick. Um, they're having heart problems. They're having you know whatever kidney problems. So we we are doing we are starting to do telemedicine. So if you go to my North Andover location, we are doing uh, telemed. Um, and I moved everything from North Andover to Methuen because I saw just a need there. <laughs> well, I'm in, I'm in North need, Andover, so I'm not, cheer, I'm not cheering. I'm from North Andover. Right. We need the North and, Andover and that facility. was really hard to do because, of course, um, it was just tough to I couldn't keep them both open. Right. Um, right. But I saw just a, a greater need for um, Methuen. Are, are you seeing a lot of people from Lawrence? Because there's no real urgent care system in Lawrence. Do you see a lot of people from Lawrence coming to the Methuen facility? So I, almost 50% of our, really? our patients are from Lawrence. Wow. Yeah. Because, I mean, the numbers in Lawrence seem like they're starting to explode now. I mean, I don't, I don't know in terms of testing, but right. in general. You see yeah. a lot of people coming in from yeah. Lawrence. And, you, and, you, and how much is it – I know you probably don't want to talk about this, but how much is it costing you out of pocket – like every day that you're doing this, I, I don't know yet. <laughs> it's, it's thousands, though, right? <laughs> I, don't, I don't want to discuss that. It ain't that. cheap. 
If my husband's watching this, I don't want him to have a heart attack. Okay. Well, no, but, but the thing <laughs> is, I, I want people to understand at home. He would always say, I'm taking his for-profit and making it a non-profit. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but I want people at home to understand that you know, free isn't free. Somebody's paying for it. Yeah. And it's coming out of Lisa's pocket and her husband's pocket, what they're doing. And that makes them even more heroic. There are a yeah. lot of heroes that I think when this is over, we're going to look back and say, wow, we had no idea who the heroes among us were. And I think she, and, I, and I'm not just saying this because she's a supporter. I'm not just saying because she sponsors the show, but I really do believe that people like Lisa and her husband and the people at AFC really are heroic. Because I don't know too many people that would say, "Yeah, you know, what, let's just take it out of pocket. We won't accept. You know, if you don't have a copay, don't worry about it. We'll pay for it." I don't know a lot of people that would do that. Even in this crisis, I don't know a lot of people that would do that. I know people that are making a lot of money right now on this crisis, and, <laughs> and, and Lisa's and Lisa's not one of them. Yeah. And yeah. I and I appreciate that. Who's making a lot of money on this? I, wanna, I don't know. When we go off the air, I'll give you some news. Right, some okay. people that are making a ton of money on so, this. So, but stuff. I do really urge people right now, um, if you are having symptoms, to please call, please get screened, so you can come to our drive-through testing on Saturday. Talk about what give are the, the symptoms again? Give the number again. Yeah, and what are the symptoms too? Uh, you know, fever. That's you know, fever and a cough. That's that's probably the biggest one right now. Um, and of course, you have you know difficulty breathing. You know. What is usually the first symptom if somebody, maybe they've been exposed, they were exposed a week ago, they haven't shown any symptoms, what are the first symptoms that, that should alarm you? I mean, we all have a cough once in a while, we all sneeze once in a while. A fever. But it's, it's the fever. Yeah. So if you find yourself... You know what, to be honest with you, it, I think everyone's an individual, but um, it's usually what's alarming is the combination of um, fever and a cough. And then they go to you, and if they find out they have it, they just go into quarantine. Yeah, they have okay. to be quarantined. Even, so they are quarantined even if the results come back negative because there could be like a false positive. Mm -hmm. um, they have to be quarantined for that time. Good night, Wafa. I want, to give her, I want to give her as much time as I possibly can. Please. But I, but I do want to ask you. You're not asking me questions while you're asking her That's questions. True. So That's true. That's like true. Yeah. Um, so let's put aside all of this COVID stuff for a minute. Okay. You still have to run the city. I do. Right? You have, you have a budget that's dwindling because of this. Um, you have uh, a police audit that you're trying to get done. You have mm -hmm. a whole bunch of other stuff. Yeah. Because when you ran for office, nobody could have foreseen this. Yep. And so you had a plan when you took office yeah. as to how to adequately run the city. Yeah. Now you've got this big roadblock in your way. How are yeah. you doing with running the city with this stuff so, in the way? So great question. Very fair question. So we are proceeding. Uh, so one of the things that hopefully people will learn about me over time, as you've learned, is if I give you my word, I keep my word. Thank you for that. And I'm here every month, uh, even when people say, you shouldn't go do that. Uh, yeah. um, if I commit to something, I do it. So the police audit I committed to, I wrote the RFP. Um, I let the Public Safety Committee um, take a look at it and edit it. It went out. We have four bids back. Um, and tomorrow, I will meet with the Public Safety Committee, and we will select who will be the person. And uh, I shouldn't say the person. Who will be the company that does the are audit. You, are you vetting the company? Because we're hearing yes. that certain political people who yes. just left office are involved in a company that yeah. does this kind of work, yeah. and we want to make sure that there's no politics. Yeah. So, um, fair question. So, uh, over and above uh, the the normal, uh, I'm not related to anybody in Methuen, and I don't know anybody, we've uh, required anybody who's going to participate in the audit is going to have to sign an affidavit. And that's not something that you normally do. So, um, I wrote the RFP. I had lots of people put eyes on it. Uh, this is not my first. Uh, it's my first RFP for uh, my public job. Uh, it's not the first RFP I've ever written in my mm -hmm. life. I've written a lot of them. So uh, we've got four bidders back. Um, the Public Safety Committee looked at it, and they've made some 
um, I, you know, they've weighted the the score, the the submissions. I've done the same thing. We have a meeting tomorrow at ten o'clock to match those. From those will come one that we will negotiate a price with. So you don't open the cut. So the biggest difference for me, you know, public to private, is in the in the pri uh, public. Uh, excuse me, in the private world, you get the price with the bid. Right. So you factor that in right from the in in the public world, you get the bids, the technical part of it, and then you look at the cost proposal, gotcha. and that's a little bit different. Um, so that'll be done tomorrow. And then we'll negotiate with them for probably about a week or so, and then we'll get them going. Um, we've got a lot of good things coming. We're, we, we've um, been chasing some money for our parks. We've got an aggressive plan for kind of improving um, some of the physical attributes of the city. Um, I literally, you know, when I come back next month, hopefully this will be over. I started to show you last month. We've got um, 11 pages of goals things that we talked about during the course of the campaign, things that we're going to do over the next two years because when I tell the citizens in Methuen we're going to do something, we're going to do it. Right. Right? And so uh, the only real impact to that in some aspects, Tom, is some of them might have slipped one quarter. And I mean uh, not not because they could – but because you can't bring people together to do certain things. Right. So – um, we're going to clean up the city, and I think the residents are doing a great job. We're going to do street sweeping and the yard pickup like we normally do. Uh, but there's other parts of it that I want to do that I may not be able to get done, right? Um, in the same quarter, like I plan doing them uh, second quarter, I might do them third quarter. Right. But um, I'm going to be opening up front about that um, with the citizens. So you're not just I'm saying, keeping a scorecard. So you're not just putting everything on hold to just deal with this COVID-19? No. Coronavirus. You're You're... You're doing both. You're walking yeah. and chewing gum at the yeah. same time. And yeah. I think that's important for people to understand. It, it is. And that's why, so, you know. a lot of mayors aren't doing that. A lot of mayors have put everything aside and they're just working on this. Yeah, and I think one of the one of the things we got to avoid is the, um, the tendency to kind of over panic or overcommit, right? So we're still on the upswing with this virus, right? The peak hasn't happened yet. So I'm not a big fan of throwing all the resources right in the beginning, um, you know, and spending tons of overtime. That's not what we're doing in mm -hmm. Methuen, right? And so we're looking at it, you know, uh, with a sense of fiscal responsibility to the citizens of the city. Um, one of the positives that came out of it is because of the COVID, we bought the 20 laptops I told you before. The city council uh, helped me appropriate the money. We transferred it. Um, so that was that's a problem. That's a goal that we have. When I came in, I was very chagrined to find we were on Windows Seven, mm -hmm. um, and I started developing a technology plan. Well, we actually accelerated that with the help of City Council because um, you can't work remotely when you got desktop units that are you know ten years old with right. Windows Seven on. So, so you said at one point you had done a report at home on your home computer, yeah, which was a higher yeah. the the, the, much the higher. software was much higher. Yeah. Then you got to work and you tried to transfer yeah. it, and, yeah. and it all came out discombobulated. Yeah, Councilor Samari can tell you that. So that's uh, that's actually the RFP for the police audit. When I first uh -huh. did it, I I wrote it on Super Bowl Sunday at home on my home computer, um, even though you know. Um, and so, the Patriots um, weren't playing. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, football. and then, um, you know, when I, I emailed it into work and when I opened it at work, it got all screwed up because right. it was a, a much older piece. So of I guess software. my question is with all these new laptops, they, do they all have the newest, newer software so that I you do. don't run in? They so, do. You, so you've been able to fix that problem as a well, result of this. So not for everybody. So I want to be upfront, right? So uh, in case any city council members watching, um, of so we've they are. we've still got a ways to go. Mm -hmm. um, Just Jessica, we're gonna we're gonna. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are gonna get me in trouble. I love you. Um, so 
Uh, we she needs to know what to do next. We still got a, a ways to go. Um, all the council approved the transfer of 20000 and I was very appreciative. Um, so we're looking at uh, – we've got a transfer request coming uh, for the council meeting Monday night mm -hmm. where we're looking to move some money from a technology perspective to upgrade the other ones and get Office 365, right? Right. And so that everybody can work remotely. But at the same time that your money is dwindling, you're spending money on this. Where is that coming from? It's It's – but this is all within. So part of it is it was already in the budget. Yeah, part of it is managing the budget and you know what you have in in each group. So uh, I would tell you the department heads, by and large, have done a, a a good job of managing what they have. We held back on hiring in a number of key positions. Uh, we have an open position that they're interviewing remotely uh, with using Zoom tomorrow mm -hmm. for the. DPW director. We've had an acting DPW director. He's done a fine job, uh, but the is that Daryl? Yeah, I love I love Daryl. I can't I he's can't believe guy. you guys don't he want can, to keep him as DPW director. He doesn't want to stay. Oh, he doesn't job. want. That's it? not his job. Yeah. He he's the he's the water superintendent. So he wants to go back to doing that job, and I don't blame him. Um, he could have applied for the DPW job. We've got a number of candidates. There's good candidates, and that interview will happen tomorrow. Our new HR director starts Monday. I'm super pumped about that. Mm -hmm. She's hit the ground running. You should bring her on the next show. Uh, that's a great idea. Yeah. So you have a new HR for the entire city? Yeah, for the whole entire city, yep. So, Lisa, we're uh, getting ready to wrap up the show. I'm sure there's stuff that you wanted to talk about and we didn't get to. This is your time. This was very this entertaining, is, this though. Is your well, that's Between the two of you, I am... <laughs> This is like, well, we're this friends. made my day. We're friends, but we agree to disagree. You know, <laughs> it's, agree to very, disagree. it's very difficult today to have people who disagree on something right. like abortion, gay marriage, whatever, and still be friends afterwards. But we're actually friends, so we can disagree without being disagreeable, um, which I guess does make it entertaining. I think that's one of the reasons why people like to watch the show. But as, we, as, we're, as we're coming out of the show, uh, or getting ready to end the show, um, phone's off, Mayor. Um, but you guys are very entertaining to listen to. Oh, well, thank you. Thank you. So do you, I'm sure that there was stuff that you wanted to talk about that you wanted to get out during the show that maybe because, you know, we, we talked about other stuff you didn't get a chance to. This is the time to do that. Do you see how he dismissed me because other stuff we talked about? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. No, I just, I'm just urging people right now that if you feel like you need to be tested, you have symptoms, to please call the number right here. 781. Uh, 4308161 and I'll post that on the Valley Patriot Thank on my you page very much. too as yes. well. Uh, so the drive through testing we can test anywhere between 250 and 300 people a day. Yep, on a drive through. And then within 5 days or so they'll get a call and they'll get what their results are. I would say it, it all it all depends on how backed up the lab is. Yeah. Um I'd say in between five, 5 maybe 10 days. Once somebody gets the test, do you recommend that they automatically go into quarantine they, until they hear? That is that is on the discharge papers. Okay. Yep. They All have, right, good. They have, it's that is automatic. They are quarantined. And anybody you want to give a particular shout out to, any particular doctors, I know you love your husband, but of uh, course. Is, is, I love you, Tom. Is, um, Thank you. Is, is there anybody I love you too, Tom. <laughs> Not me. I want to push him out of the way so I can take her for Not myself. Not that Tom, that Tom. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Of course, my children. Thank yeah, you. Yeah. And you get some great people who work for you. I have some amazing people that work for me, and I, I appreciate them more than they know. Yeah, they're awesome. So thank you. Well, they're all we're all on the front lines. I don't want to name anybody in particular. Yeah, I don't want to be right. all of yeah. them. Right. I so yeah. appreciate them. I learned that last night when I did a TMF shout out, and then somebody came on and said, "Well, what about me?" And I'm like, "Oh, Jesus Christ." Um, <laughs> 
You know, like you, you try to do something good and somebody always tries to make it negative. Um, Mayor, before we go, is there anything in particular you want to leave our viewers with? It's going to be a month maybe before we get to you again here yep. on the show. Yep. Hopefully, I'll at least get some phone calls in between about, hey, there's some breaking news here. There's some breaking news. That would be great. <laughs> What's funny is that I get accused of like being your sycophant. I get accused of like, you Ooh, give, I like that word. You secretly give me all this information. And it actually works the other way. It works to my detriment. Because we're friends, he calls me less because he doesn't want people to think that I'm getting all this inside information. I do, but I did give you a mask. I, you did, yeah. yes. But I would at least like to level that at some point. Can we flatten that curve a little sure. bit? Oh, look at you using the go, terminology. Right? Flatten the curve. Can we flatten yeah. that curve a little bit yeah. so that like once in a while I get a good news story? Because yeah. one of the things uh, that, that I've had a problem with since all of this started is I, I've become irrelevant in a lot of ways. Uh-oh. Because you're on TV three days a week. Jessica's doing her show. Other people are doing shows. Everybody's going live. Everybody's pumping out news. And so I see it on Facebook, and there's no need for me to put it on my page because it's already out. But you know what you can do now? What can I do now? So a big thing now, big push is telehealth or mental health. Yeah. Right? You can have a therapist. I can do. I can. I can <laughs> yeah. I need more than just a therapist. <laughs> I need quite a few therapists. I think she was suggesting you become the therapist. Oh, become yeah, the therapist. Yeah, yeah, oh, I yeah. can do that. I can be yeah. like a love doctor. Yeah. Uh, no. No. No, that's not what I was thinking. Yeah. So actually, I want to, you know, before we finish, I want to say, um, you know, again, to the citizens of Methuen and, and Merrimack Valley, you guys are doing a heck of a job. You got to keep it up. The good weather is going to come here. Uh, don't go to the parks this weekend. If you do, you'll force me to close them. If you go, stay separate, right? Walk around, get some fresh air. Stay home. Um, keep stay your teenagers home. home. Yeah, keep your teenagers home. Don't no tag football, no 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 softball games, no basketball games, right? Would you we, say we have an opportunity? Would here. you say that the reason why the numbers in Methuen are so much lower than in Haverhill and Lawrence is because people in Methuen are taking it more seriously? They are doing more social distancing. Like, I drive through Lawrence, and yeah. I see people, I mean, they're hugging each other. Last night at TMF, two of the homeless guys showed up. They, they went over and gave each other a hug. They hadn't seen each other in a week. And I'm like, yeah. you know, not for anything, but A, you guys are homeless. Well, so, you know. B, you could so, have the coronavirus. So, uh, let, me, let me show you. So, our number's higher than Haverhill. Your number's higher than Haverhill. Uh, just a little bit. They're, they're close, okay. but we're a little bit higher. Um, I don't know Lawrence's because I haven't been tracking it that much. Mm-hmm. I do talk to Mayors Fiorentini and Rivera, but um, – we talk about practice. We don't talk about the numbers when we talk to each other. What are you doing about this? And for me, I want to give them both the shout out because they've been a great resource for mm-hmm. me, right? Uh, because I was not a politician when this happened. And so. just as a disclaimer, yeah. I wasn't blaming Dan earlier when I mentioned yeah. about the vans going out. Yeah. I, I just think it was a mistake that yeah. you probably didn't think of it. Well, I op- I, I allowed the golf, golf course to open one day and th- you know that was a mistake. Uh, I, I'm not a golfer. I don't recognize the emotional pull of golfing. Right. Right. And I saw a large group of people. I was like, what the heck? You know, um, so y- you live and learn. Right. And so we corrected that. We closed them. But, um, but you want to keep as many businesses open as, as, as do. in contrast to other mayors. You do. You're trying to keep as many businesses open as possible to try and not tank the economy locally. Well, because you, you, you know. I think you, everyone's trying to do that. I think I mean, so. nobody wants to tank the economy. Correct. Mm-hmm. And there's no recipe for it. Right. So, um, and we do have people that call and say, hey, this business shouldn't be open. They're open. Uh, Market Basket went to, you know, a strict number of people in the store. I think it was starting today. Um, Although I do think hairdressers are an essential business. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and certainly gun stores. I'm contrary to what. There we go. Gun stores. Well, I, honestly, I haven't. I'm, I'm a week out. I'm going to 
probably at the three-week mark, I'll start melting down when my hair oh. is. Uh, mm-hmm. So I go every Saturday for a haircut, yeah. as everybody in Methuen knows. So um, I'm, I'm a little stressed right now. How would, you like to, how would you like to be his barber, the toughest job in the world? He's got three hairs <laughs> that stick out. And I bet he still takes an hour to do it, too. Well, it's not about the cut. It's about the relationship. I see. Everything in life is through relationship, and that's the hard part of this disease is we are creatures that crave companionship. Mm. We love to be together and talk. Well, you guys do. Well, and, and I actually love this because now nobody's coming to my office bothering no, me. No, wait a minute. Now you say that. <laughs> so I would say, you know, basically. You're a very social person. Yeah. No, not really. Well, so I, I do He's- a lot of meeting and talking all day. And in the past, I've loved to go home and kind of separate. Yeah. Just have my, and now that I have to, it's it's a little bit different, yeah. right? It's harder. So well, you don't want to do it when they tell you you have to do Correct. it. Correct. Right? That's the point. But prior to this, if I had my way, I'd never leave the office. I'd have my food delivered. I'd have my cleaning girls would come over and clean for me, so I wouldn't have to. And oh, I would yeah. n- literally never leave so the office. So <laughs> <laughs> what's inappropriate about what's inappropriate about having a cleaning girl? Globally inappropriate. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Someone please explain this to me. Like, what is it appropriate about oh, having a cleaning girl? Right. You don't have to leave. You just can't get out of here, All right? right. Okay, right? Uh, All right. Well, listen, uh, Methuen Mayor Neil Perry, thank you for, A, keeping your word, yep. uh, and B, putting up with crap for being my friend because it's it really is okay. Yeah. I really feel bad for some of my friends. Every time I post something controversial on Facebook, they get phone calls from their friends saying, how can you be friends with him? He has this opinion or that opinion. I don't know why my opinion is so important to so many people. But, but people can't get upset with you. You just like to get attention. Well, it's not really that. It, it's more its more making people think and challenging right. their own Oh, views. I forgot. Um, yeah. Critical thinking. Critical yeah. thinking. Uh, right. Lisa Williams from AFC Urgent Care, we appreciate that you are a sponsor. We appreciate what you're doing out of pocket for the people of the Merrimack Valley, and hopefully you will come back. Of course. We will push, Happy to be We here. will push all those phone numbers out on after the show on all our social media. And uh, Melvin Taylor says we got to go home, so go home already. Ben, thank you. Good job today. The views and opinions expressed by the hosts, guests, or callers of this program do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, the United Podcast Network, its partners or affiliates.